Well, Father in heaven, we thank you for this day. You've uh, selected it for us to rejoice and be glad in. And thank you, Lord, that you do that every single day. You don't plan any down days, any discouraging days, any bad days, any troublesome days. So that's not your plan. But even in our trouble, we can rejoice. Even in our difficulties, we can rejoice. Even in our trials, we can rejoice in those as situations that don't uh, reverse so quickly. We can still have joy and rejoicing because we are in you. So we thank you, Lord, and we bless you and we praise you and we honor you today. In Jesus' name, amen and praise God. Amen. Praise God. Amen, amen, amen. So uh, today we're going to still talk about healing. Faith and healing is <clears throat> where we've been for a while. And I really appreciate that God plans ahead for us so that we can uh, not just be reactive to things, but we can be resistant, proactive, uh, whatever term you want to use, and allow uh, God to do things for us in advance to keep us um, protected, to keep us in the kingdom, to keep our lives flowing correctly. Uh, he always takes care of that for us. He pre-plans everything so that if we follow his lead, we will be able to um, just have the good life. You know, even if you have uh, struggles and issues, I don't know of anybody who doesn't have something that they might be concerned about if they focused on it for a long time. There are always things in our lives that are not aligned properly with the Word of God, needs some adjustment, needs correction, whatever it is. But we can stay on an even keel. We don't have to live in the reality of the difficulty, but we can rea- live in the reality of the solution. And that's where God wants us to live. It's called living by faith. And when you live by faith, it's not that you're always not having what you need and you're looking for it. Or you know what I'm saying? A lot of times people mistake poverty and lack with living by faith. You know, some of the, some of the old timers in, in the faith movement had to break that, uh, mentality off of people. Uh, but you know, poverty comes with the, comes with the natural man's birth. We're born in sin, shaped in iniquity. We're born in poverty and in lack. I don't care how much you have in the natural. That's why when Jesus preached in Matthew 5, he said, blessed are the poor. And, you know, even the rich people are poor. Amen. So he said the poor in spirit, those who don't have the Holy Ghost dwelling in them. That's what he was talking about. And so when we think about that, uh, we all are born that way. You know, outside of the covenants of promise, outside of the Spirit of God, outside of His power and knowledge of Him, we're aliens from His covenants and aliens from Him. We're strangers, uh, we're adversaries, uh, we're enemies of God. And so coming into His kingdom really means coming into a different way of living, different way of thinking, different way of everything's different, everything's new. And so uh, fighting poverty and lack is just an ongoing thing with believers. You're, you're, you're going to have lack somewhere. Uh, if, you, if you're looking for, and I'm not talking about just material things of what you can see. Uh, when you're poor in spirit, 
you lack access to wealth and riches. See, you, you might accumulate some things here, but you're always, you know, the more people accumulate on this earth, the more help they need holding on to it. You, you ever see how, um, people who are, uh, well to do, um, kind of seek their own kind of company? And wealthy people are always friends with other wealthy people. They're not friends with anybody kind of of lower status. They might hire some of those people or something like that. Or you'll see doctors tend to congregate with doctors, lawyers with lawyers, and even in the professions, because they are protecting their way of life by connecting only with people. They don't want anybody to come in that's different to disturb the security of their way of life and the way they protect it is by only associating with similar people. They feel they can trust their own, you know. It's like when we're believers, our our fellowship and our company is with other believers, even though we may have associations with people who aren't saved. We'll know them from the workplace. We have family members who aren't saved because we have power to invite them in. The wealthy don't have that. See, if you're a rich doctor, you'll have a power to invite any Tom, Dick, and Harry into your circle because he may not be qualified to come in. But see, when you're saved, you qualify people. We're the qualifiers. See, that's how you can you can have fellowship and, and relationship. I'll say that relationship with people who are not saved because your power invites them in. See, you present the door. They're, they're invited in because you have the means to do it. You have the ability to guarantee a result to them. See, what we promise them is not fake things. We can carry, we can carry out what we promise. You know, we can, and we can expect God to carry it out. I put it that way. When you ask somebody, do you want me to pray for you? God wants to heal you. Let me pray for you. See, it's just that simple. You've invited them out of darkness into light. You've invited them out of misery into health. You've invited them into the kingdom, and you can guarantee the result to them. People in the world can't do that to one another. You take, for instance, people, the you know, a lot of people are more familiar with this because they've been reality shows on television, but you know, you've seen uh love and hip hop and all those shows that have to do with the music industry and how people develop in that. Like you'll see people who are established, then their children are coming along trying to get involved in the business. And you begin to see how they get people in there. And when they they bring them in like as a disciple or as a learner. And they're always on trial. They never take the restraints off. They never say, well, you're ready. Go for it nonstop. It's all, they're always under tutors and governors in that business because they, the people who are over them have their limits and what they're able to do, but they know when the ones that they are teaching have it. Something clicks. But they're careful not to let them go off too quickly because they know the click can stop and they can get, you know, sidetracked into some other kind of area very quickly 
before they have all the goods that they need to learn how to protect and, and to master that. So then their discipleship kind of goes on forever. You know what I'm saying? But God is able to release us to do certain things just under his guidance and under his leadership. So even though we are learners always in God's kingdom, we do have that sense of confidence that there is no restraint and restriction. See, when you go up to somebody, when God anoints you, when you go up to somebody and you approach them and ask them if they want prayer, you're not standing there reluctant and thinking, well, maybe God won't use me or maybe God won't. Maybe The anointing totally releases you to do what God wants you to do. And then when that's gone, then you're gone. You understand what I'm saying? So you get that, that re, that, that, um, uh, unction of total capability. In fact, when you go home and think about your day, when you've ministered to people, you think to yourself, did I really do that? That was awesome. You understand what I said? <laughs> I want to do that again. Huh? Cause the anointing's gone now. You're in your normal mind. Amen. Amen. So, so is the, like that old song says, my soul look back and wonder how I got over. Your soul will look back and wonder how you did a lot of things. Amen. Because that's God's kingdom. So we have a different, totally different system from the natural realm. Amen. Even though there's discipleship and training in the natural world, there will be few of your mentors out there in the natural who will think you're 100% capable. See, it's hard for a student to live up to the level and exceed the level of their teachers. You understand what I'm saying? And so this is, this is the way God's kingdom operates. You have the, the impression that you're super person when the anointing's on you. You're confident, you go up to a total stranger, and you start begin to tell them what God's going to do for them, no doubt in you whatsoever. Amen. That's what preaching is. Preaching preaching is faith with no doubt and no drawback on it. Amen. I remember when we first started having our meetings, and, and I would ask God, I said, suppose somebody comes in and, and, and they have something, I can't pray for them, I don't know how to do that. He said, I wouldn't do that to you. It's like a holy don't go slap. You understand? It was a snap out of it, Barb. Why would I set you up for failure? When I say everything you set your hand to will succeed, not fail. Amen? Sometimes things don't succeed right away. But they will succeed. Because you set your hand to it. Don't ever doubt that God sent you to do something. Don't ever doubt it's going to work out. It may fall apart right before your eyes. So you think. But it will succeed. See, God comes along. He's the one that gives the increase. He's the one who gives the fruit. He's the one who does everything. Sometimes we get that impression because God wants us to stay dependent on him. You know, you'll think you're a a walking disaster sometimes. You know what I'm saying? (laughs) But but God, but see, he does that because then you'll be cautious. You won't think the excellency of the power is you. You'll believe it's him. And so this is how we, we live in God's kingdom. Amen. That there are things that God does and, and helps us with 
that only he knows how to do. So we're talking about the fact that you are healed anyway. Say so. Amen. You're healed anyway. Don't keep it to yourself. You're healed anyway. You need to say it. Amen. Because it's in the saying that our faith is is encouraged. It's in what we say that, you know, there's something about hearing your own voice speaking to you that is very convincing. Is very convincing. Um, I remember a woman giving a testimony. She lived in Israel for a while, and she said there was a Jewish woman that used to come to, she had a Bible study, Christian Bible study, and there were people, you know, it was open to anybody. And uh, uh, she said this lady would come, and she was always kind of like negative, and, you know, you just couldn't see her being moved by much of what was being taught, and then she was missing for a while. And she she kind of started to inquire where the woman was, and she went to visit her. Somebody, I think somebody had told her that she wasn't doing well. She went to visit her, and her whole face and head had swollen because of cancer in her lymph nodes. She could barely speak. And this woman, the minister, said that God told her to take one of those, you remember cassette recorders that we all used to have? Take that and get her to record uh about three healing scriptures in her own voice and she said that she took the 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 uh recording and kind of repeated it recorded again let it repeat over and over again and told the lady just listen to it leave it on because she could barely speak with what was wrong with her and she said after a couple of days those tumors started to shrink and within a week, that woman was right back to normal and back at the Bible study again. Amen. See your own voice. It's what you say within yourself. Amen. Just like the woman with the issue of blood. She told herself that if she would get there, she'd get healed. See, it's one thing when somebody tells you, you can believe it or you don't have to. But when you believe it enough to start telling yourself, that's when the, the results start to <laughs> that's when the tabulation starts. You start getting things into your faith account that cannot be reversed and cannot be taken away from you. So really, God says that we are healed. We need to say what he says. So faith sees the invisible. Amen. What's visible on most of us who are struggling and standing for, for a healing and for our health to return is is what's visible. Amen. That's what stands against you. Your symptoms, what the doctors say, what, what, whatever else is that you're listening to, uh, you're, you're, you're dealing with the natural realm, in other words. So what you want to do is go into the realm of the spirit to pull forth that which is holy and pure and which can correct what's in the natural. The spirit man will dictate your natural circumstances. Just like it, we got born again because in the natural we were sinners, but then all of a sudden the kingdom came in and, and evicted the sin, evicted the old report, evicted the old man. So the new man comes in and sets up housekeeping right inside the old man, right in his face. Because a stronger kingdom is now coming to your life. So the the way God deals is he confronts the strong man in every situation. He's not going to mealy mouth and 
and and uh, uh, tactfully evict the devil. He just comes and sit right in, t- in front of the devil's domain in your life and confronts him and dares him to continue to ruin your life. And so when we side with God, we're siding with the greater one. Amen. The Bible says greater is he that's in us. So the greater one lives in you. Greater how? Greater in everything. Greater in power. Greater in understanding. Greater in wisdom. Greater in in results. Amen. So you want to always side with the greater one. You you want to be with the one who has the power and the strength. Amen. Everybody's drawn to power and it's and it's for a good reason because power will get the results. And so because faith deals with the invisible, we have to deal more with the invisible realm for our resources. See, all of our resources now are coming from the invisible realm and not so much on the visible level. Because once you start dealing in the invisible, you know that the invisible has the power to change the visible. The Bible says when God God created the heaven and the earth, and then in the next uh, uh, verse it says, and the earth was without. The earth had some kind of lack in it. So what it lacked was form and void. And God came in right on top of the lack of form and void and began to speak life to that form. So it challenged the lack. It challenged the void. It challenged what what was the status quo and began to establish what God wanted to see established. So you got to believe if you're not well, God wants you well. Amen. We all believe that. And so once you understand that God wants you well, then you have to go through the process of him getting that established in your life. And so that's really all we do when we we seek God or we speak the word or we meditate on the word, we read the word. The Bible's your best friend. Amen. That's your BFF. Amen. So you're going to draw everything that you need from the word of God. You know, you as a as a believer, you draw knowledge, you draw wisdom, understanding, you draw uh, um, principles, uh, activities, what you what you need to do in order to affect that change that you want to see. So, so um, we need to understand that uh, faith is not something that's mysterious and not known to us. We use faith all the time. Amen. Whenever we have something that we want, there, there's always things that we want. Uh, you know, babies use faith before they can even begin to speak. They learn how to cry and they notice when they cry, somebody shows up with something. Amen. So that's faith. Amen. Even in their little, they don't know that's what it is, but it's really pretty automatic for, for human beings to Look at their surroundings, make an assessment. When they find something isn't satisfactory, then they start to desire it. And faith really is desire. It's wanting things to be a certain way. So if you, and we do use faith all the time. If, if you have a job that's not making you enough money, you seek a better one. If you're single, you want to be married, you start seeking a spouse. Now we seek through the word. I don't care what it is that you want. Huh? 
I don't care how many muscles that you don't want them muscle bound men no way because they think they're cute. Just saying. Unless you intended to shape up. See, you want one of them brothers. Now, can I just go aside for a minute? You, you want one of them brothers that's got a little teeny pouch in them. I won't say no big overhang, but you know, he he got a little excess like you do. Huh? He, he goes to a normal job like you do. Amen. He does pretty much stuff like you do. Got me? Now, you want somebody who eats with a knife and a fork? Don't tell me you're going to teach him nothing. See, I don't trust them, brother. One-handed brothers, because they're going to do something with that other hand. They usually grab an extra food. Now, this ain't new to none of y'all. We got a lot of one-hand fork eaters and grabbers with the other one. So you get somebody keep both of them hands occupied with a knife and a fork. Even if the knife is just sitting there looking pretty, amen, but you know what I'm saying. That brother is going somewhere because he's using two utensils instead of just one. And don't get one of them that pick a steak up with the fork and bite it and put it, oh my goodness. Oh, it's time to take my nitro pill. Huh? And brothers will put you in a heart attack. So, you know, just say we had a nice time. Thank you very much. And take them out your spear down, okay? Because <laughs> they go, they going to hurt you if you take that fork away from them. So I'm just saying now, don't take on no projects. <laughs> so anyway. So if you're single, you can seek a spouse. Seek these things through the word. You know, begin to talk to God, meditate, all of that stuff. Uh, you know, get your marriage prayer out of your prayer manual. Start praying that. You know, pray it for other people. Put some names in there. Put yours in and leave the spouse blank. Don't be getting nobody else's goods. Don't be coveting nobody. Please leave it blank. But put your name. <laughs> Amen. Put your name in there so your your faith can start lining up properly with the word of God. You know, God will answer and bring you right things in your life when you use his word. So we use our faith and our imagination. Amen. We dream about future events and things with our imaginations. And when they mix with the word of God, that's when faith starts to emerge for those things. Amen. So uh, God gives us an imagination to help us to make plans. Amen. And and oftentimes so that we can hear from him in picture form. Amen. So God can use our imaginations to speak to us as well. Amen. Does it all the time. And when you get a word from the Lord, he begins to uh, show it to you in picture form sometimes. And and you think you're supplying the picture, but oftentimes God is the one who's providing all of it for us so that we'll know our expectations. Always question the picture to see if it is of God. You know, you can do that because if you he shows you something that you doubt, 
belongs to him or maybe it's something that belongs to somebody else. Amen. You want to challenge that and say, well, God, you know, I, I renounce that. I only want what you want for me. You don't want to start coveting what belongs to somebody else. So when health problems come, we must be careful to see ourselves as God sees us now. He never sees us sick. He always sees us well. Amen. He always sees us well. Don't ever change your vision of health to accommodate an evil report. Always keep your vision of health about yourself. Keep yourself uh, focused in on, on uh, even if you have to go back to what you looked like and acted like before sickness tried to grab hold of you. You know, allow yourself to to stay in that picture of health. Now, some of us haven't changed in appearance very much. You know, when, when symptoms grip us, sometimes they're internal symptoms like blood work and, and blood pressure and, uh, you know, uh, um, tests that we've had that show negative. And so what you do in that situation is is to... Uh, in, instead of the picture of health, health, you know, maybe you could start to use your voice to declare your independence from what you, you're dependent on. For instance, if you have to take heart pills, you know, you look at them and say, you leave in here. Don't get comfortable pill because you're temporary. You know, and, and if you're believing God for health, always state temporary existence on things that you're now depending on. There's nothing wrong with doing things that support your life until your health kicks in. You got me? You can do that and, and not, not, your faith doesn't have to suffer for it. And don't let a pill start talking to you back. And don't let that pill bug you. Amen. Because many times people get, get pill crazy, you know, I gotta get rid of this or that means so and so. Don't attach any other significance to it except it's something that you, you need right now to keep your health so that you can function, uh, but you still expect your total healing to come. This thing is temporary and, and that's how to keep your faith strong. You know, you just keep your faith strong that way and allow God. Don't ever make excuses for things, you know, or, or give reasons. Because reasons can can start to make it permanent. Amen? And so just always say that about whatever it is you may need to have support your well-being until your, your symptoms totally cease and subside. Anytime you have a change of symptoms, that means health is kicking in. Amen. And so when you, when you start to see symptoms change for the better, understand that that word is beginning to sprout, is beginning to, uh, to kick out some results and just let yourself be encouraged by that. And so God will send that to us from time to time so that we, cause sometimes you'll see, uh, if you're going to the doctor, they may decrease your medication sometimes or decrease your dependence on it or whatever it is. And you can see that is signs that you're doing better and just stay in the word. Amen. Uh, sometimes, and I've seen people make this mistake, they can take natural means to correct really what is a spiritual problem in a believer um, or a spiritual deficiency or, or a, a, where your spirit needs to be strengthened. 
understand this. If you have symptoms, that doesn't mean you're a bad person or you're not as good as a person that doesn't have them or you, you're this or you're that. You know, uh, you know, they'll tell you, the doctor will say, well, if you'll, you'll take this supplement, you know, you'll be better or, you know, well, with people, uh, in certain disease categories, they'll tell you it's always weight loss. You know, you gotta lose some amount of pounds and, and this, you'll be better, this disease will leave you and, and sometimes you do that thinking that it'll take care of the problem and you find the problem still there. And what God's trying to tell you is, I want you to do the work. Now, somebody who's not you might be able to do that and do better. But if you're God's child, he wants you to build up your dependence on him and his word. It's not hard to do. You just choose to believe God instead of believing what you see and believing the report of men and believing in men's remedy. Amen. I always say man's remedy is temporary anyway, because that stuff don't have to work all the time. You understand what I'm saying? They can't guarantee you certain certain results if you do certain things. They'll say it'll probably help or it should help. And we have studies that say this this does this and this does that. But you're not a guinea pig. You're a person. Amen. So so always rely on God's word and don't let anybody take that foundation out from under you. Amen. Because God is depending on us to trust him down here. He really is. So when we uh um uh we can can use our imagination, we said to dream about future events or things. Always see yourself complete and whole without medicine, without supports without anything because that becomes the goal of your faith see that it's what you hope for so allow yourself to hope for perfection again whatever it was before you you got into this uh dependency you you need to hope for that to come back i can tell you that the more people study illness the less they know about it and scientists will tell you that Oh, we're, we're, we're finding out new things all the time. So yesterday's advice may not be today's advice from them, you know? Uh, I remember when they were saying, you can only don't eat a lot of eggs cause of cholesterol. You know, now eggs are back again. Wonder why. Amen. They found out what they were studying was not the way things were. So, but see, the word never changes. So when you do the word and you rely on the word, it always works for you. Yeah, it never changes. Amen. So, so we, we have to be careful when, uh, problems arise that you don't shift your vision of yourself to the way you are when you're in the situation or in the problem. You have to shift your vision to a normal, healthy person like you were before the devil attacked you. Amen. He likes to beat us up and leave us on the Jericho road. You know what I'm saying? All battered and bloodied and, and that's, that's our permanent condition. That's what he likes. He likes to damage what God loves. He can't help himself, but we can help ourselves with the word of God. Amen. So we can't afford to see ourselves in our present condition. You know, if it doesn't line up with God's word and, and because if we see ourselves that way, we'll start to take it into the future. So where you see yourself, your vision of yourself kind of guides your walk and guides your path. So, so don't let the, the picture of yourself remain and progress 
because pretty soon your mind will start taking you from this level of, of, in, you know, inability to the next level and on down. You see, so you want to keep the picture of health before you at all times and really meditate on that and understand that that's how God sees you. He gave you that picture because that's what's hanging on his refrigerator. Amen. It's not a picture of, of you broken or, or, uh, not as functional as you need to be, et cetera, et cetera. So let the Lord begin to lead you into that picture of health, restoration, wholeness, so that, that, that becomes your expectation. Amen. You can, you can have, you can be saying, I'm healed with your mouth and then your mind will snap a picture of you like you are. And so you want to erase that picture and, and snap a picture of you're doing better. Amen. Amen. Cause the devil's trying all the time to damage us and to, um, kind of morph us into something that we're not, you know, um, you know, be careful using these little crazy, uh, apps that they put on pictures, you know, where people have noses and ears and, you know, all that kind of silly stuff, then they think it's cute because it looks cute and puts you like you're a little mouse or something. You know, you have to be careful with stuff like that because those images are powerful. That's, that's why they put them out there, you know, because they, you know, the, just, you know, it starts out with something that maybe you look a little cute or you look, you know, and they put filters on them to make your skin younger and all that kind of stuff and make it appealing. But then you look at it and then they have those really ugly ones that distort people and people put those on there and they think that's cute too. Well, you know, pretty soon we'll start to accept an image of brokenness in us and imperfection and distortion. Amen. And so, you know, be careful with stuff. We're, we're spiritual people. You know, we, you got to protect your spirit from assault from the enemy and, you know, you see these 50-year-old women on TikTok and doing all these old silly things and, uh, you know, come on now. You don't need that. Just because it's there and available or this challenge or that challenge, every time you look up, it's a challenge for something different. Uh, stay away from that nonsense because you don't, you don't really need all that stuff, you know. People are still out to do, do harm and still out to do wickedness. And so we have to, be careful not to s- fall into the devil's trap, you know, all the time, that kind of nonsense. So <clears throat> anyway, but God wants us to always have a vision of perfection, have a vision of, of what, what the end result you want from, from your efforts is going to be. Uh, don't take down the picture of you when you were 20 pounds lighter or whatever it is that you're aiming for. Keep that before you at all times. Don't give up on that vision. Amen. The Bible says, though it tarry, it'll happen. It's just, you know, it's tarrying right now. Okay. Don't judge me. We just in tarry mode right now. So keep that ever before you. Amen. <laughs> it will come to pass. If you accept it as belonging to you, it'll come to pass. Amen. Amen. So, so, um, <clears throat> oftentimes lingering symptoms, if you focus on them, will cause you to lose focus of who you really are as God sees you and what your your hope and your desire is. So so uh pay attention 
to the word when symptoms tend to linger. Don't give it so much attention that it's been this long. Sometimes you'll, you'll look back at your medication and you'll find an old medicine bottle that you, prescription you had five years ago. I can't believe I'm still, you know what I'm saying? The enemy will do stuff like that to us. So you have to quit going down memory lane, uh, with things that you feel now you want to feel regret about it or you want to feel I haven't been doing something right or what, why is it taking so long? You know, you don't want to go there, but you want to stay focused on your present and your future. Amen. What God, how God sees you. That's how you want to see yourself. And that goes for everything, not just health, but also for, for your, your relationships, ministry, Whatever it is that you're engaged in in life, you want to stay focused on how God sees you. Amen. Um, whether you know it or not, God sees you as capable of doing the miraculous and capable of doing exploits. Amen. You know, the, the thing is, we have to stay focused on that. You can't have, have, you know, distractions coming in and you can't have other influences, uh, coming in to distort that, you know, or, or conflicting uh, doctrines, teachings, and all that kind of stuff. You have to watch what you uh, have, you know, coming on your phone. You know, we have access to all kinds of levels of information, that kind of stuff. You kind of have to be consistent. Like I'll, I'll when I when I submit myself to teaching from other teachers, I'm going after signs and wonders, which I think that's what everybody's supposed to be doing. To me, you're not supposed to be doing any ministry where you just talk and God never confirms your preached word. You know, you stay away from that. You stay away from these thinky, thinky people that, that can't get somebody healed and get, you know, you know, they just want you to accept that you're healed. But if you're not well, they can't get you out of that trouble. See what I'm saying? So they're not faith people. Amen. They don't have a complete picture. And so, you know, sometimes your your brain will get hungry for stuff, you know, ever learning, never coming to the knowledge of the truth, great swelling words of man's wisdom, but no power demonstration behind it. See, if I'm going to spend my time listening to somebody, I've got to see that God's with them. At some point, I gotta see them be able to get somebody healed. I gotta see them be able to have an altar call and people get delivered. You got to be able to see that. You know, understand what I'm saying? And it's not looking for signs and wonders. I'm looking for validation that God's with them because I want God to validate me. And how can you get validation if your teachers aren't validated? Amen. They're just expanding your mind, giving you something you think nobody has, you know. Stay away from that wanting to be exclusive and wonderful. Amen? God's the only wonderful one. Huh? I think that was a song. Because you're a wonderful one. You're a wonderful one. Yeah, that's what. That's Jesus. He's the only wonderful one. Amen. So, so, you know, avoid that. You know, the Bible talks about captive, silly women just running around after somebody that tickles your ears, et cetera, et cetera. And so allow yourself to just discipline yourself to stay with the signs and the wonders. Amen. Even if you feel 
ashamed and unworthy the first couple times you listen to somebody. You know that happened. I listen to people and they say, and God did so and so God told me to do it. I said, well, God, how come you can't tell me to do that? See, that's when you know you're in the right place. Amen. Yeah, that's called, that's called provoking one another to good works. Amen. And that's what you want to be provoked out of your place where you are over into a place where there's more ability to help people. Power in God is the ability to help people. And we can never have too much of that. Can we? I don't think so. So we, we need to always choose our food that way. You want to, especially when it, when you need health restored in your body, you got to stay with people who know how to get that done. Amen. You got to stay with the proven, the proven ones. Amen. Even if you got to go back and dig up dead people's teachings. I do that all the time. Amen. Because sometimes you look out at what's out here right now and it scares you. What passes is ministry. Amen. And so we, we have to really understand how God will, will help you to get where you're going. I tell people, I say, learn everything you get here first before you go venturing out someplace else and be, and become a lost sheep somewhere. Get lost in your own wonderfulness. Amen. So you have to be careful about stuff. Be disciplined. Amen. Let God feed you where you're growing. And, and you know, it's like the athlete who changes trainers every week. The ones who are really serious and making money at what they do, they don't switch up too quick. It takes a long time to pry them away from certain people, you know, who have have spoken into their lives, you know. Um, That's what kind of disturbs me sometimes about people that always want to jump around here, there, and everywhere, you know, running after this and run. Where's your sense of loyalty? You know, if that person can pray you out of your trouble and can can give you a, a prophecy that you like, whatever, uh, why is it that you're always looking for something else? You understand what I'm saying? It's it just uh, something's not right there because God takes a step at a time. You perfect what you have where you are and then wait for God to open the next door if there's a next door. You got me? Amen. And stay out of, you know... A mind swelling things, you know, things that give you the big head. Amen. You know, don't always be, want to be the only person who has this. I mean, some people thrive on that kind of stuff. They want to grab something that's new and then run around and pollute everybody with their new stuff. Amen. Be careful, you know, submitting yourself to that. Cause I, my, my, my contention is that if people would stay faithful to where God's placed them and get everything that you can get there, amen, and 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 learn how to thrive there, and then just, God, if there's more I need, you open the door. You know, you, you just let God be in control of it. Then we'll grow stronger and sturdier and greater and be able to accomplish more. Amen. And so, so having freedom can be good and bad sometimes in some things, but discipline will always help you. Amen. The discipline will always help you to get where God wants you to go. So lingering symptoms, we said, may cause us to lose focus. How long? When's it going to happen? Oh boy. Amen. I remember when I heard Fred Price <laughs> preach this, he said, and time 
can't be important to you when you're living by faith. I said, oh, you know, oh, really? First time you hear it, but sometimes God has people speak that so you pay attention. Amen. And Fred was always very, very adamant about what he said. There was no wiggle room and wavering in anything he ever taught. You know what I'm saying? So you didn't have room to wiggle. You just had to either swallow it, spit it out, or say, I'll come back later <laughs> for it. But it was going to stay there. Amen. So so this is why God speaks to us in what I just refer to it as the faith affirmative language. Amen. So with faith always affirms what God's word says. You 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 realize what how the Bible, especially the New Testament, when it says you are this, you are that, you are a holy nation, you are, he has delivered us from the power, he has translated us into the kingdom, it's already happened, so you're there now. So that's faith affirmative, that when you speak like that, you are speaking that you believe God and you affirm what he says. You just are, are co-signing what God says. You're receiving it as your own. And so that's why the Bible speaks to us in that type, in that, I would say that tenor. It's not really a tense, you know, like, uh, um, um, active and passive and all that kind of stuff. It's it's really a, um, or pre- past, present, and future. It's really an affirmation of what's in you right now. It's an affirmation of who you are. It's an affirmation. It states plainly who you are, how you believe, what you're capable of in the now. So that's on you right now. It's not something that you keep asking God to give to you. Huh? He's already given us, if you read Ephesians 1, the apostolic prayer that we pray, that, that the God of our Lord Jesus Christ may grant unto you the spirit of wisdom and revelation and the, the eyes of your understanding being enlightened. Amen? So this is a continual operation in your life. As long as you stay in the presence of God, he is granting unto you the spirit of wisdom and revelation in the knowledge of him. Amen. He's opening the eyes of our understanding on a continual basis. It's not something you pray for and then wait three years for God to enlighten you. He's continually doing it by the operation of the Holy Spirit in us. So wisdom and revelation, I don't, I don't recall when I started praying that prayer but i was like in a bible study as a brand new christian that was like the prayer that people would tell oh you got to pray this one you know the god says pray this one all of the apostolic prayers you pray them and you hold on to them amen and so in in james one backs it up he said if any of you lacked wisdom let him ask and he gives liberally so when you ask you open the door and you expect them to give it to you Wisdom and revelation and the knowledge of him that the eyes of your understanding may be enlightened to know the hope of your calling. Amen. The glory of the riches of your inheritance among the saints. Amen. And the exceeding greatness of his power to us who believe. Amen. So God is there to reveal all of these things. They're open to you. 
You just have to be attentive to it to receive. Just like your healing or anything else you need from God. It's already available to you. Wisdom and revelation and knowledge are available to you by the activity of the Holy Ghost. That's how you can sit under a sermon and receive it. If you didn't have the Holy Spirit, you'd be ready to jump up and run out of out of a meeting, you know, where the spirit of knowledge is. You'd be so convicted, you either get convicted and get saved, or you run out and not come back anymore. So so that spirit of wisdom and revelation is very, very much a part of you already. God just increases it and expands it. Amen. Wisdom is coming to church on a regular. Lack of wisdom is trying to figure out how not to be there. I'm going to take a drink of water. I ain't thinking about y'all. Y'all ain't going to work me this morning. Huh? <laughs> See, wisdom is being where God expects you. He has a, a, that appointment with us every time churches. You understand what I'm saying? He has an appointment with you. You got to keep your appointment. Huh? You do. If you want to live well, you want to do well. Amen. Well, you know, it was Easter. Okay. That means you celebrate him. Or your crazy relatives. Y'all fight every time you go over there. Huh? I always leave before the jumps, the stuff jump off. You're right. Huh? You have to do what God tells you. That's wisdom, folks. Come on. Anything else is not. Suppose a preacher decide not to come. <laughs> and see, you have to get that be there regularly wisdom. When you're a believer, you'll never get to preacher. <laughs> I remember, I was at a church. There was some crazy religious people in the church. And I, oh, Lord, they was just off the chain religious you know jump up and run around and ugh, doing flips in the church you know wig over here she over there all, you know that kind of stuff i said lord have mercy deliver me and i and it seemed like they were in every department every every and i asked the lord one time i said lord how is it that spiritual people sit back to myself you know Sit back and, and seldom get called on and, and them religious people is everywhere. He said they make themselves available. They make themselves available. He said that spiritual people have flaws just like the religious ones do. But spiritual people are always too good for this and too good for that. You know, we have our limitations. We ain't going to get involved in this. But the religious do ever. What you need, Pastor? What you need done? 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 Amen. So they get all the jobs. Are they perfect? No. Are they nice? Sometimes not. But God is not looking for perfect and nice. He'll perfect them as they go. Just like us. We healed as we went, right? So they're winting just like we winting. Amen. And, but they're doing for God. See? And the door, door will always be open to them to receive something. 
I, when we had, uh, when we had the, uh, street, street ministry up there in, in East Cleveland, um, uh, there was a woman that came down the street and asked for prayer and I recognized her from that church and she's still there. That's been like, what, 30 years ago, Noah? So long ago. And I asked, she said, well, I figured I better come here and get some prayer. Because she's smart enough to know she can't get it at her church. Well, if she was getting anything there, she wouldn't have stopped for us. Come on, y'all. Wake up and be alive. Just... And I'm not just being critical and I'm not putting nobody down. Facts are facts. Amen. They're all subject to change, but right then they was facts. And so, um, you know, I hugged her. I said, how have you been? Oh, I'm doing good. And I said, where you go to church now? I said, I said, I, I said, do you have your own ministry? No, I, I work with the youth though. I work with that was what she did when I was there. Amen. And she said, but I'm still there. I said, oh, girl, that's good. I said, I know, I said, I know you love that church. You love the people you love. She said, yes, I do. And so we had that in common. You know, you can find, you let God run your mouth for you sometime and you'll find you have things in common with people. They ain't all just, you know, they just have that thing on them where they haven't clocked totally into God, just like we haven't. <laughs> Amen. You know, and, and, you know, a lot of us have a little religious hangover. Stuff, stuff that we still have that, you know, is a form but doesn't make sense, no power to it, but you know what I'm saying. We just, you know, that's, that's it. If it don't bother God, don't let it bother you. When it bothers Him, He'll deal with it. Amen. But, but that was His answer to me. He said, it's availability. God can never use you if you're not available. Amen. And so many times we we get bored with where we are in, in our spiritual walk or we are waiting on something more. But, you know, take an inventory sometime and ask yourself, have I really made myself available to the Lord for everything he wants me to do? Have I done that with the church that I'm in? With my pastors, have I made myself available? Amen. And so you'll find out that availability goes a long way with God. Because that lady was not sick. She was in perfect health. You know, there were some issues she needed agreement and prayer with. So God kept her all this time. Amen. Just between me and you, she ain't no spring chicken no more. <laughs> yeah, just saying, just saying. I tell on myself. If I know her age, I know my age. You know what I'm saying? But, but it, it was good to see her looking well, looking good, looking healthy. And you can say, it's she makes herself available to the Lord for nothing, and and that's the better part. See, God said that about Mary and Martha. Huh? Martha was always flitting, running from one thing to another. Mary sat down. She said, "This word is good. I'm gonna listen to this right here. This word is good right here. I'm gonna listen to this." And so it's good to just stop what you're doing, pause, and and get with God. Sometimes, you know, those times don't come all the time, and Mary knew it. She said, this man keeps saying he's going to die pretty soon. I better sit here and listen. Amen. Sometimes you just need to sit and listen <laughs> because it's listening time. Amen. So so anyway, um, we need to understand that. 
when we speak the language of God, we get God results. You speak in his language, you get his results. So his, his, his language is to call things that be not as though they were. He's not denying that they're not, but he speaks of them as though they were. Huh? He does. He can speak of you as, as being complete in him because you are. You may not be acting it out all the time, but it's in you. So, so he sees it that it's in you and he calls things that be not as though they are. And what he's doing, he's sending a signal to your spirit to expect that to be the reality and the truth. Amen. Expectation of good. Expectation of all symptoms gone. Expectation of total health. See, that's what comes to you when you call those things that be not as though they are. Don't play your faith confession cheap. It's not just mere words. It's something that God is using to cause your, your, your body to conform to that picture of you that he has. He sees you that way already. He doesn't care what it looks like in the natural. If he can get you to see it like he sees it, it'll happen. Amen. You got to believe it'll happen. Amen. And you got to believe it'll happen at any time. Don't say it'll happen with a discouraging spirit. See, always say it'll happen in faith. Faith is hope and expectation. It's going to happen. See? Instead of, well, it's going to happen one day. You know, it's not a one day. You don't know the day. So you just lied right there. So take that back <laughs> and just say it'll happen. Amen. Mark eleven twenty four tells you that it says well, you got to believe that what you say will come to pass. You got to believe it's going to happen. If you believe it's going to happen, the Bible says it'll happen. Amen. So you got to believe it's going to happen. Amen. What will happen? All my symptoms are going to leave. Amen. All my excess pounds are going to drop off. Amen. Even the ones you try to say is, is just cute and, and pleasingly plump. Huh? That's my girls right there. You know, that kind of stuff, whatever we say. We always got a, a pet name for something that we really know we could probably do without. <laughs> like 20 years ago, it wasn't there. Now it's your buddy. You know, sometimes you have to kind of divorce yourself from, <laughs> from all of that and let your, your true health come forth and, and all of that. You know, uh, if you know you're going to feel better, thinner, let's just get to working on it. Amen. We just be working on it. So, uh, and there's no time deadline on anything. So don't get, get yourself all whooped up and beat up because of, you know, where you're at right now. Just let yourself understand that time is on your side when you're in faith. Amen. It's on your side when you obey the word of God. So uh, we don't, don't, we cannot afford to see ourselves in our present condition if it doesn't line up with God's word and take it into the future. So that's what the enemy wants to do. Satan always distracts us with a negative report about ourselves, a bad picture of ourselves whatever it is bad news can ex- can cause bad expectations amen so if you don't think it'll 
change or you keep seeing yourself as progressively getting worse, change that. You have the power to change that vision and change that picture. Amen. Proverbs 24, 14. I'm going to turn there. Talks about your expectation, which is good to always keep in mind. It says here, uh, says so shall, okay, he says in verse 13, my son, eat honey because it's good. And the honeycomb, which is sweet to the taste, so shall the knowledge of wisdom be to your soul. So the knowledge of wisdom should be sweet to your soul. Wisdom should never offend you when it comes to you. Amen. So the knowledge of wisdom will be to your soul when you have found it. What's that mean? Found it. When you embrace it. See, a lot of times we hear wisdom and get hurt feelings or get offended and run off somewhere. Amen. And we don't find it. So at some point in the future, you wish you had listened, you'll need it, and it won't be there for you. You know, I can't tell you the number of people that that have said that after they receive wisdom. Say, I wish I had known this when I was. Well, at least you came to a knowledge of wisdom now. You know, you got it now. Apply it now. But many times we can look back and see where we shut the door to wisdom, and we suffered lack for it. Amen. So you want to be the person that is quick to hear, you know, and quick to receive wisdom. Let it settle in on your heart. So it says when you have found it, that means not when you first hear about it, but when you let it sink in and let it start to manifest in in you. And says, and when you have found it, then there shall be a reward and your expectation shall not be cut off. So what it is that you expect is dependent upon you receiving wisdom. What what you are believing God for. Your expectation won't be cut off because you have wisdom on that situation. We're to seek out the wise. The Bible says wisdom is always crying to us. It cries to us in the streets. So wisdom really is everywhere. But there are many people that walk around, pay no attention to it. Amen. Some people get allergic to the voice of wisdom. And they go off and, and do things that, that don't avail them anything or, or don't prosper in certain things because they just have not. See, wisdom has to be your friend. you got to make it your friend. Even though it might prick you sometimes, might prick your conscience sometimes, you got to make wisdom your friend. Amen. And because it, it cries to us all the time. Wisdom is there for us if we'll receive it. Amen. Sometimes the people who have wisdom, people put, people who operate in wisdom tend to be discreet about how they give it out. You know, wisdom people aren't blabbermouths. See, that's why a lot of times we don't receive because these people don't seem to want to schmooze us a lot. Why? Because they know they have something that's valuable. 
The Bible tells us not to cast our pearls before swine. See, anybody who's spoken wisdom has been beaten up enough times by people that don't want to hear it. So they learn to to dispense it out discreetly. Give it to open people who are open to it. People want to hear it. You know, people who will take it and embrace it and run with it. Whatever. You know, they're not, it, it's not wise to do that. See, that's why billionaires hang around with billionaires. Because they, they share knowledge and wisdom. They can speak the same language. They find out who's the next one to move into that inner circle. You got me? And, and they're, they put a protective circle around what they know. Amen. Now, when they want to sell a lot of books, they'll tell you they're sharing wisdom with you. But I mean, it's okay to write books, but they know when they write them that the vast majority of people will not put into operation the principles that they outline there. Because most people are not seekers of wisdom. I'm going to say it again. Most people are not seekers of wisdom. We seek what we need when we want it in an emergency and then we done. If we were seekers of wisdom, we'd read the word more, wouldn't we? We'd seek the things of God more. What God show me where I'm going. What is your vision for my life? Amen. And quit playing around in the shallow water. God wants you to go into the deep with him. You're not going in there by yourself. He says, go into the deep with my word. Go into deep with me, and I'll be there with you. Amen. Proverbs 11.23 says, the desire of the righteous. In other words, what we expect by faith is only good. So, when you, what you desire as a righteous person lines up with the word. No exceptions. So that's what makes you righteous. You desire what the word has for you. He said, but the expect- expectation of the wicked is wrath. You know, the thing that, that is in us sometimes that doubts God, that doesn't expect it to come to pass, that doesn't expect good to happen. If we, if we do what God tells us to do, Doubt will creep in and tell, no, you can't expect, no, that's not going to happen. Well, it might happen. Well, you're not going to get all of that. See, that's the expectation of the wicked, the part of us that is carnal, not converted, and can side with the world. And so your eyes, when you allow your eyes to continue to focus on what's in the natural, that's where the expectation of wrath comes in. Oh, this is not going to happen for me. I don't know why I keep confessing the word. It's been such a long time. It just, it just probably won't happen or won't happen as soon as I want. You know, all that kind of stuff. So we have to cut that off, the natural man's expectation, because he will only expect what the natural realm tells him is available. And see, your spirit man is craving what God has for you. Your spirit man is saying, man, we can go and do a whole lot more stuff if you could get healthy again. You understand? Well, he's he's coaching us and encouraging us to go ahead and get what God has for us. Amen? You know, your spirit man say, well, you know, if you've spent more time in your word and worshiping 
and, and let me grow strong, you won't have to take on so much responsibility in the natural. You understand what? You don't have to run, keep running and doing this thing over and over again so that you could barely make ends meet. You understand what I'm saying? There is a wisdom. And see, people, when you tell people stuff like that, you start to try to pry them up from where their money is. They hustle and they side hustle and they side sides hustle. People get nervous. See, that's when you shut down the ears where you don't want to hear wisdom. Because you don't think there's any other way but what you've got going on. See, you wish it could be different. But you don't think it really can. Because you're dealing with what you see. You know, you're dealing with the bills that come in. You're dealing with this and dealing with that. Most people could be wealthy if they would set aside a a meager amount of money. You know, people who are, are financial people will tell you that. If you could set aside X number of dollars on a monthly basis, you know, in X number of years, you could have ten or $20,000 saved up. Amen? But most people don't believe it. That's why they don't do it. You know, they'll they'll get money. Well, now a savings account doesn't pay you anything, you know, but you can put aside money. You know, they used to, people used to have a separate account for their savings just so they wouldn't tamper with it. But you know, sometimes people are allergic to saving money. You know, you got, you know, you got $200 in a savings account, you start to itching. Wonder what I could, I think I need to get that money out. I need to do, you understand what I'm saying? And so, wisdom is, is what we need to follow continually. Cause once you get enough of wisdom's words, and and I work at it too. You know what I'm saying? I'm not telling you as somebody who's achieved something. I work at it as well. Uh, but I thank God I had a husband that taught me, you know, and and broke me of certain bad habits. Amen. I tried to pick him up after he was dead, but I said, Lord, have mercy. I'll be crazy if I do this again. You know, you understand the importance when it's important. But but I've I got trained even later in life to learn how to avoid doing certain things because they just didn't make sense to do. You understand what I'm saying? And so once we we get that in us, it's hard to move off of it. But it takes discipline. You know, it takes failing and going back. Fail, go back. Fail, go back. Fail, go back. Amen? It's, I was speaking to somebody. They were, oh, I got to have this certain car they had to have, vehicle. Had to have that certain vehicle and they weren't there yet financially and, uh, did, did get what their credit would allow them. I just told them, I said, look, you're going to have to get what your credit allows because you got to get to work every day. Let's just be reasonable here. I said, that will be your dream in the future. You're working toward it. Go to work every day. They got in a situation where they were able to inherit some money and and suddenly the dream wasn't such a dreamy thing anymore when you can go buy cash for it. See what I'm saying? So sometimes our expectations come from poverty and not from God, not from the wealth of God. You see what I'm saying? See, you can test how badly you want something when you get the cash saved up for it. See what you do with that cash once it's saved up. Amen. 
And what many times people do, they realize, oh, you know what? That ain't so important. It is. You thought that was your dream thing to have. But when you got the money where you could just put it out there and get it, you drew back. Because you saw that you had a new ability that you didn't think you'd ever have. See, when you're on the wishing side of wealth, you don't have the ability. But once you start saving up and get the wealth, you realize you have the ability now. And your wish list gets real small. (laughs) You understand what I'm saying? You get real careful about what you wish for. Amen. Because you might have to pay for it. So you don't want to let go of that money. Now you realize, see, you've overcome something. See, that's time to have the victory dance in your prayer closet. Because now you've overcome and gotten over a hurdle of poverty, amen, which you didn't have before. You're able to accumulate wealth, amen. And so once you you pass certain hurdles in life, you'll be able to master more things. And you will find that wealth tends to now come to you. The Bible says, he who has, more will be given. He who doesn't have, even that which he has, will be taken. That's why people are always wishing for a a, a a luxury car, wind up with junkers, and they don't last very long. Because you're putting all your faith and confidence in something that's out of your range. Always believe for the things that God has for you. He'll take your, your, your faith in through steps and increments. And He will always advance you to the next level. Amen. Some people will, will have the ability, well, you know, I could afford this car note. And you think about, nah, I'm gonna get this fixed up because I'm paying cash for my next clunker. Amen. Some people live in clunker land. It don't bother them none. They don't care if you laugh at their vehicle. They laughing all the way to the bank. <laughs> so, so you have to understand certain things wisdom comes with certain levels of accomplishment see once you attain something you have that wisdom in how to get it and if you got it from God he also gives you wisdom how to hold on to it see the drug dealer gets his wealth without wisdom that's why somebody can come shoot him and take him for it, you know, and it's gone. And, you know, as quick as he got it, it's gone. Amen. Or internal revenue will start watching him or doing something. And all of a sudden your name comes up in the audit and you they file at you. You ain't filed no taxes in 10 years. It's gone then. And you're going to get in debt to pay them more. Once they get a hold of you, you never get rid of them people. <laughs> On the debt side. Amen. And so there are certain things of wisdom. With, Wisdom does not always come with years and longevity. But it comes with obedience. It comes just like it says here, the expectation of the righteous. Amen. See, when you're, when you are right with God and you depend on his word and you expect what his word says, you're not in a rush for anything. You're not in a hurry for anything. You're not wasteful. You're not frivolous. And that doesn't mean that you can't have fun. You can have fun looking at your savings account go up. You understand what I'm saying? Or your investments increase. That can be your fun. You say, ooh, look what I got now. Huh? 
And, and so it, it, you know, God will put you in the different ways of, of having, having, uh, uh, the confidence in Him that you need. So your faith must always affirm God's reality. He sees us prosperous folks. He sees us not failing. If we'll follow His plan, we'll, we'll have it to the end. So never stop your prosperity at a certain level. Just let God continue to increase it. He knows what He's doing. Amen. You know, you might foolishly say, well, I don't want all that. I don't need all that. Well, give it to me. Huh? <laughs> I'll talk to God and see what we need to do with his kingdom money anyway. So this is why God speaks to us to believe, to to call those things that be not as though they are. We talk just like he talks. We say just what he says. Amen. He loves it. He feels like a, a like your real daddy. When you talk like he does, he doesn't feel like you're arrogant or out of line. You say, I am healed in, in the face of symptoms. He loves that. Amen. Just like sometimes you, when your little children are go- growing up, you'll hear them say something. You say, they sound just like me. You know what I'm saying? And what that does to you as a parent on the inside, you feel blessed by it. You're supposed to. Amen. And so you, because you know, they're paying attention, yet you know, they're picking up. You know, unless you cussing or something, stop that. But they pick that up too. But amen, you know, you change it. Amen. So that's agreement with God. See, when we say what he says, we can't expect him to say what we say and expect what we expect. But we can expect that when we say what he says, we are affirming who we are, what we are, and what we have, and he will bring it to pass. You just have to keep saying it. Amen? Keep saying it. All right, we'll stop. Father, we thank you for your word, and thank you for understanding that comes with your holy word, Lord. We thank you for all things that pertain to life and godliness. Thank you for all things. You're the God of all things. You bless us with all things. You don't withhold any good thing from the righteous. Lord, we expect good things from you. We expect abundance of good things for you. We expect overflowing of good things from you because then we know we're blessed. Then we know we're prosperous. Then we know we can have what we say. Then we know that you approve of of us in our lifestyle, Lord. It's so many things that we know when we can speak what you speak so we honor you today lord and we love you we bless you and we praise you for the wisdom and the knowledge that you've departed into us father that you imparted into us lord we thank you that it will never depart from us that will hold on to it because it is true and it is your word and it will come to pass so we thank you lord for all things visible and invisible that come from your kingdom that come from your hand of blessing that come from your hand of wisdom and knowledge in jesus name amen so we'll do our confession i don't have rona and she don't have me i can't get rona and she can't get me and i thank you lord that by your stripes we are healed amen 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 and amen it's so decreed amen